Tokyo EV in the motherfucking building. You already know what's going on. This is Teletalk. Yeah. And you are my Spodiote Dopalicious Angel listener. Alright, episode four. We on a roll, motherfucker. Till we I four talk. weeks in. That's a whole month. That child support check is coming through for all the babies that you having kids to do this. Alright, then if y'all having babies to this, y'all niggas is mad weird. <laughs> Have you heard our... Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Alright, so... There's a lot of things to run down this weekend fashion. A very big week of fashion. Alright, so the first uh, topic for the day is going to be... right into it. The Louis, the Louis Vuitton Virgil collection, the highly anticipated collection. The first one. Everybody was wondering to see what Virgil was going to do, including myself and AB Dash. Man's been cooking, you know? So, we're going to get into it. Well, I'll get into it and starting off with the decor of everything. Everything was set up really well. I think, in the sense, Louis Vuitton didn't want to put like bad snitch on Virgil's name either, upon their name too. But their... Their outside decor was hard. It was like um, a whole bunch of color transitions fading into other colors. And it was in... It was one of those uh, palace something. I forgot what it, what it was called. But it's uh, it was basically a stream of bushes on the runway or like trees. And then um, in the middle is the, is the runway of like the switch color blocking and stuff like that. And... Um, a lot of uh, high-renowned people were there. Kanye was there. Kim and them was there. Uh, Donnelly was there with his wife. Beautiful. The New York barbecue boys were all there. Shout out, barbecue boys. <laughs> Who else was there? Nas walked. Uh, Steve Lacey walked in the in the thing as well. Um, Playboy Cardi walked in there looking like a rein, a rein, uh, a statement of like a 1980s movie of like what they think an alien looks like. Because he, he was sporting like some shit that looked like foil. Like aluminum foil. Yeah, Playboy Cardi, like just him as a person, looks super out of place. Or at least Steve Lacey and them could like make it work. Steve Lacey had the nineties, uh, the nineties. What's that shit called? Fishnet tee with yeah. a with a fucking LV logo in the middle of that shit. And he rocked that. Shit Somebody else was in there. Oh, Cuddy was in that too. Yo, fam, how old is Cuddy? He's in his thirties for sure. Cuddy's in his thirties. Yeah, Cuddy looks old as shit, dude. You know what? This is a quick Google search. It's only three words. Kid Cuddy age. What comes up? He's 34 years old. 34? Yeah, he was born. Cuddy in... looks like he's like Hove's age, my nigga. He was born in 84. Hove is like 44, 45. Hove is almost 50. Shut the fuck up. He is almost 50. Hove is definitely almost 50. Hove is like 48, 46, Oops. some shit. I some typed shit in like Hove age and it gave me shit for this HTV. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, did I type down Hove in the Google? Who's man? Jay Z. Jay Z is forty eight. I thought. Yeah, Hope is old, nigga. Hope Eminem's forty five. Fab is a lot older than you think as well. How old is Fab? Like forty something, probably. Oh, here I go to trying to type Fab into Google. But all right, so let's bring it. Let's bring this back. Um, uh, no, Fab's forty. That's okay. old enough to get away with it. You all right, so bring it back to the collection. A lot of a lot of hype was around his new sneaker, and it it kind of looks like a a high top visual in three, in a sense. It, it, it's dope it's, I don't like the high top I like the low top the low top looks like um the Nike Flight 89 which was a big shoe that Kanye used to wear like around the same time when he was going with the Balenciaga arenas um early on that sneaker was really dope as far as the high top I don't, I don't like the high top the high top looks like a boxing Jordan sneaker I'm not a big fan of that Overall, I think Virgil really connected very well with this. Um, this shit is cool. With this, with this collection, everything's cool. Everything was like, um, I think the whole like synopsis of it was, um, the, I think it was the world. We are the world. So he was, 
So all the models were from every background, every every shade, everything. I guess I think that's why it tied back into the color shadings from with different colors in it. I guess signifying unity. I mean, even just apart from that, when you're just looking at the clothes that the clothes out, is dope. They're just they're good shit. It's clean. It's simple, but it's got that like extra high fashion Virgil touch that we know. It looks like what what uh, off white maybe would look like if they had more help and better resources than everything else. It was really dope to me. I really like that collection. Like no hype shit. I really that collection was dope. Another thing that they brought back was the LV Millionaires. What are those? The Millionaires is this the the sunglasses that Pharrell um designed, Pharrell and Nico designed early early maybe like two thousand eight, um where it's it's like a normal shading at the top. It has a gold bar. It, oh. They were they were really popular. But the I think that I think the new ones are called the um the Millionaires one point five. Yeah, those shits are fucking hard. They're like um. They don't have the gold across the top anymore. No, like, no. All the way. They're just but, over but the they eyes. have they they have the thick the thick uh the thick framing frames. around it. I like that shit in glasses. The thick frame around it was super dope. Um, by the way, Lady make oh my god, that she would kill her fit going it's, to the fucking. These thing. are the type of glasses that you wear like when you cop a whole outfit from Dapper Dan. That's exactly what it is. It's that '80s dope boy glasses, but they mix it in with the LV Millionaire. Um, like another that. thing that I saw from their their uh their collection was one of the best looks that they had was um a guy wearing a a red blazer with a lighter red uh, shirt under it and then a crossbody that was a brown but it was it's not like one of those like fucking dark ugly browns it's like one of those like light browns and then he had a light brown uh, LV um thing on uh, LV belt and then. He had the Tims, like the LV Tim. Yeah, there's yeah. LV Tim. That's that was the hardest look I've seen, it's besides the Tim, because I don't, I didn't like that. I don't know. I fuck with Steve Lacey's like shit that. that they had him in. The, no, the, the fishnet. The fishnet. That's kind of tough, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I think I'm cool on the fishnet. You gotta bring bro. that back. Look, it's Pride Month. You know. I think that I think that 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 did have a point to why he had that. the part to play. And yeah. one thing that I was worried about is that if. Virgil was doing all this stuff for Louis Vuitton that Off White might suffer, but looking at what they put out, no, they put out some pretty dope some shit. Stuff. The Off White collection that they they just dropped was it was pretty dope. It was the best. I I've never been a fan of Off White, but it was the best Off White that I have seen him put out. And I think they did a collab. It was it was a collab with uh, Bart Bart Simpson. Yeah, the Simpsons. Um, they with some cool stuff, sweaters, t-shirts, regular stuff. But aside from that, like just the, it almost looks like. Of course, because it's by the same dude that they the two collections go together. Like, you would wear the Louis Vuitton one outside, and you wear the off white one inside. Type deal. Maybe you wear the off white thing into like a like a party or something. Yeah. Or like if you go on a date with a chick, that, it's very well. Um, I feel like it's the same. The same person could wear both. It's it's like tailored streetwear. That's basically the best I could put. It. It's like tailored streetwear. But it's like a. Uh, Reverse tailored because it's like because it's because it's big yeah it's big on purpose it's still to your body but it's just like Sarah Sarah Maurer is a writer for Vogue she had a really good um really good point on it she said that it looks like nineties helmet laying wear which is basically the shit that we've been talking about lately where it's uh sporty and um sporty and like concise in the same sense her exact words where it's uh it's reminiscent of helmet laying's nineties. 
uh, Canon design, the casual but formal, the sense of uh, just new shit. Yeah, shout out. I, I respect Virgil for one thing. He had a lot of uh, a lot of different people in this in this walkway. It wasn't yeah. just like one set of skin tone. In he the had a walkway. lot of pressure to like succeed with this. Oh, he had I a, think he knocked that shit. He out. had the bulls on his back. So I really respect him because in the time when he was needed to uh, to produce, he produced, and this was really good. Like all the shit that he put out was good. Uh, he put out a, um, a documentary of him um, on the behind the scenes of doing this uh, collab. It was a, it was a pretty it was a pretty dope documentary. It was like eleven minutes of yeah. showing you behind the scenes of like what he does every day. And um, if you haven't seen it, check it out and just look at this collection because they go hand in hand. Yeah, uh, if you go into the Vogue thing, look third look that I'm talking about. If anybody wants to like search it up, um, it's a it's Sarah Mauer, the Vogue, and she's just basically telling you about the overview of the thing. Look Fifty was really dope too. Another thing that he did was um he enhanced like uh like the classic looks. He enhanced like the bags. He enhanced those with like the the these chains that look like links. It looks like a chain chain. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and you're right about look fifty. That jacket is tough. Look fifty is hard. Look at the bag. The bag is yeah. really dope. The bag is a it. trunk bag. Um, it's like a mini trunk bag. Imagine like a solid black lunchbox. Yeah. Or you can just imagine Louis Vuitton trunks and just put it into a miniature. Nah, you can imagine a lunchbox. But it's really dope. Um, I as far as sneakers, I only saw the sneaker that everybody had on the Doncey had on. I think Victor Cruz had them on. Everybody had them. Uh, I guess Virgil like gave his close friend the looks. But look at look thirty six. Look thirty six is the most concise. I saw thirty six. It's the red with it's, the red and the red. It's so dope. The brown. It's so dope. Besides the Tims, take the Tims away. Put something else on it. That look is dope. Now you gotta leave the Tims on. No, I don't like the Tims. I think the Tims have a strap on them too. I'm no, I'm fine. I would have been down to see. I know we're just saying numbers at this point, but look twenty two. That's my shit right there. Yeah, whoever, whoever's listening to this is definitely going to have to Google yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to have to pull it up and um, go along with us. The most we could do is try to explain it to you. Um, So, look 22. It's a young Asian man wearing what seems to be a Kevlar vest downed in some Ralph pants and high-top shoes. Another... Another thing I was going to say about this collection, he added on to that, the whole thing about the side bags and stuff, he added on to that with um, what I seen, um, I, was, I, I was watching the Steve McQueen movie not too long ago, it's called Bullet, and he has the holsters over a turtleneck, and I was yeah. like, that look is really dope, but that's, leather, that's a really leather what holster, it looks like. it looks it's like, what it is, it's that you're just using it as compartments for Yeah, you things. just put it whatever yeah. you're wearing, but they're like neon colors. No, but they have a black and then they have an off like an off white color. No pun intended. Yeah, but that that look is really dope too. And I think they have another one that straps onto like the the top of your thigh, like right around where your pocket's gonna yeah. be. And it, it's it's basically they they took um '90s gun holsters or like '70s '80s gun holsters that they used to have in cop movies and put them into high fashion wear. All right, let's see. But I think the the chains on the bags is my favorite part of it. Yeah. I, I like the I like the links on the on the bags. Another thing that we can get into is with, with for anybody with a lot of success, there there comes a lot a lot of problems as well. A lot of people have been talking about how Virgil steals um from other designers, like as far as the chair, the IKEA chair that everybody yeah. was saying that he stole the design, and now they're saying that he sold um a design from a brand in Japan. It's called what? What did he steal? It was a uh, a jacket that he put out for Off White, where it was like the way they had it displayed. It's like a pyramid jacket, uh-huh. um, 
and they just put it side by side. The jacket, it does look similar, to be honest. Did he ever come out and say anything about it, or the brand, or is it just people putting them together? Where is it at? All right, this is it. So the right is the um, the right is the, the, original. the first person, and yeah. the other one is his. Yeah, it. This is a live reaction from Andrew right here. So I, the I can see why people would think it, but I don't think so. So the other brand is a Japan brand called uh, Enrilage, or Enrilage. Um, yeah, but. That's not apparently that's not, that that was that hasn't been the first time. Um, but I wanted to get into the topic of stealing art. Well, is is it still is it cool to copy um, artists, other artists in um, in fashion or any creative and any creative like outlet? Yes, that is all. Nigga, expound. Why it needs no further explanation. What do you mean? Because copying or like imitation. I don't agree that it's the highest form of, like, flattery or whatever, but it's... That's how people get better. That's how people learn. I When it's someone like Virgil... Let's say Virgil did steal that. To me, that's kind of, like, fucking stupid because you're already a creative. You already can do your own shit. But let's say, like, some dude in the eighth grade makes his own box logo. <laughs> Who the fuck is that hurting, honestly? Well, I think the, the, the thing is that but that's they're saying it because he... Because he's on top and he's stealing designs from other people on the bottom. Well, then, how many people have heard of And Religion? Or whatever. It's and a it's a popular brand in Japan. Right, there you go. Now you got clout outside of Japan. You're welcome. I don't think so. I'm sending you I don't think that's how it goes. But Picasso has a, a quote that says, a good artist copy, great artist steal. Yeah. So, copying, I think, copying and duplicating is, I think it could be done as long as you give credit. That where you got it from. Get stealing or make it better. Stealing in the sense of where they say, um, you steal it and then you make it yours. And you use you you're absorbing everything that you have as an artist do and make it into yours. That's how you become that's how you come up with an original idea. I agree. I think with the whole Virgil thing, everybody's just doesn't like that he that he's not a fashion designer, quote unquote. Like he didn't go to fashion school and didn't come up through fashion. Right. They don't like it. I mean, I'm pretty sure the color of his skin doesn't help either in the fashion world. We didn't know Virgil was a black man. <laughs> I think everybody knows Virgil's a black man. Chill, bro. All right, so uh, uh, back to the off-white spring summer. They uh, they came out with more Nike shoes. Um, what do you think about them? Did you see them on there? The new off-white Nikes? Yeah. They have, I'm tired of them already. They have two Air Max 97s. I like one Air Max 97 that they have where it's uh, all great Air Max 97. And it has a translucent sole. Yeah. That one is really dope, but... I mean, who didn't know that Nike was going to do this? They're I, milking the they, cow, They bro. need it. They, 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 they tease new blazers. Just like just, The new blazers are pretty dope, though. They have, like, two two new blazers yeah. that are pretty dope. That's but like a cream with is that, that's, what a, that's what a corporate company is going to do to creative ideas. They're going to milk it until they can't milk it anymore. It's lame. It's I, the same thing with Yeezy. How much fucking pair of colors or Yeezys do we need? We didn't need any, first of all. <laughs> like, no. Yeezys, Yeezys were needed. In 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 a um in a fashion sense no. in the sneaker world, Yeezys yeah. weren't needed. Adidas needed Yeezys. Well, yeah, you can yeah. say it that way too. But I mean, Kanye needed them. In, in yeah, Kanye, sense too. Kanye needs a lot of things, but we're not gonna get into that. That's my boy right there. The thing about Nike and Off White is that we knew it was coming. We knew we we're gonna get a bunch, really quick, like really fast. How many colorways of each one are already out now? Like at least multiple of every model besides me I think we're about dunk. to about to have multiples of every every model yeah cause they, they've left the hyper dunk alone haven't they like, yeah cause, cause the hyper dunk was the one that nobody liked yeah and the, the converse one 
Yeah, the Converse one. Well, the Converse one just came out, so I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to come out with like a black pair so, as well. I like the shoes, but I don't care. So when people say, what do you feel about them? I'm never going to buy them, ever. Ever, ever, ever. And he was only pissed because he wanted the Blazers and he couldn't get the Blazers. Yeah, the, the first, first one. <laughs> All right, chill. But I'm never, <laughs> I'm never gonna get them. But people ask me, "What do you think about them?" I like them, but that's it. It stays at that. I'm never gonna be more interested in them. I think as far as Virgil in the fashion world, why he like gets so much criticism is because he's the first to do anything. It's Virgil just being used so that nobody else can get into through the door. I think he's being used, but not for that sense. He's definitely being used because of the figure that he is. He's also talented, which so. He's talented, so it makes sense to appointment, but he's being used because of his following and what he can do. Which I guess you would want to appoint someone with that anyway. Yeah, of course. I think But I feel this like they the I feel many. like they might be using him as a moral licensing to say, Hey look, we 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 like people like you guys in the fashion world as far as not not only just because of the color of the skin, but as far as streetwear brand getting into the fashion world rather than them just taking ideas from other streetwear brands and just making it on their own and not giving somebody a shot from that thing. They're just using them as like a, a, a moral licensing to say, hey, we got somebody in here. We, yeah, we got, one of, we got one of you. We got one of you in here. But is but that the only way to the do The door's going to close after that. Yeah, but is that the only way that these brands are going to show their appreciation for like the other side That's of what I'm saying. Is, is Virgil the, the, the only appreciation that we're going to get? Like, are we ever going to see... Someone else. Because they definitely don't want Kanye. They definitely don't want Kanye because Kanye's wild. Kanye wanted exactly what Virgil has yeah. now. Like, are we going to see Samuel Ross at Chanel or something crazy? Are we exactly. That's it? what I'm saying. Like, is it going to be to where we just say fuck it and we just take it over? Or they're going to let us in and work with... If they're smart as and from a business aspect, just let somebody work in. That way... Your brand doesn't uh, get the growth by itself because you're gonna have to do two of them at yeah. one time. But I think I think Louis Vuitton genuinely wanted Virgil, and they probably wanted him for a long time, and that's their way of showing their acceptance of streetwear. Because they also even before this, they collabed with Supreme, they did that shit. Yeah, yeah but it's all in the same year. It's all in the same year, but is it the same fiscal year? Eyeball emoji. I don't know, but I don't think it is, we also see Dior collabing with Cause, so that's another. Bridge there. Yeah, Dior and Cause are having... There, there, there hasn't been much, like, uh, leaked about the thing except Cause saying that uh, he was going to get into Dior. It's it's a collab between him and Kim Jones, and I'm pretty sure they're going to do some menswear stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're, they're bridging that as well, but Cause has already become a, a great painter. Cause, I mean, is, Cause is famous, but yeah, Cause he's is famous, famous in painter. the other realm of the fashion world. Yeah, it, it, Cause is definitely a streetwear person because Cause used to be a um a graffiti artist. That's yeah. how he got his name. He used to do graffiti on posters. But he has shit with Jordan. He has shit with Supreme. He has stuff in that that realm. So for I him mean, he has a lot of he has a lot of shit. He has a lot of shit, but for but, him to be working, yeah, with he has the balance of being in the realms of high end and. Having just like streetwear people and yeah. stuff like that, like I think he does a lot of things with skate with skate brands as well. So I think that's the right move for Dior to follow after Louis Vuitton. And These brands have to make a big splash now. After Virgil did what he did, like what 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 are we what are we talking about here? Like this nigga had like one of the best runway shows already so far. Yeah, out of everybody who had on his first try. On his first that. try, like th this this puts a big onus on the fashion world as far as. 
the people who have just got hired. Yeah. Kim Jones being one, but he made the right move of getting caused. Like who? Right what's away. gonna follow this up? Truthfully, because all these other brands, exactly. they have to appeal to so much more now because the eyes on them. All right, we're gonna transition to uh, new music that come that came out. This week. I'll let you take this, bro. There was a lot of music that came out this week. Uh, the Ho- the Hov and B album came out. The Nas album came out, and the J Rock album came out. I, I think a new I think a new Jameson album came out as well, but I didn't I didn't I didn't get the chance to listen to. It. I didn't listen to them. I listened to the Nas and I listened to the J Rock and I tried, I tried illegally. How, how much How much songs did you listen to on the Hov and B album? Six. And out of those six, how many did I like? Yeah. Two. Out of the whole album, there's nine tracks. I like five. The second track where it's the Migos. I don't like that track at all. But I feel, I feel like the album was a lot better than what I thought it was going to be because I never liked um, Hove and Beyonce uh, collaborations like since from the beginning. Like I think the only collaboration that I like was uh, the Bonnie and Clyde song and then the last uh, On The Run, I think it's On The Run 2 song that came out. I like that song as well. Hove got busy on his album. Hove did his thing on the album, but at the same time, I felt like he was playing second fiddle throughout the whole shit. I mean, you gotta play second fiddle to the wifey. The wifey is the queen. The wifey is the queen. Nigga, did you did you not hold hold on? Did you not hear these fucking um these fucking lines that he was saying in the album? I saw the chief keep shout out, so I need. No, as far as them in the relationship, so they did a they did a, a Styles P. Jetty kids back and forth thing, which I actually I actually liked about that album. They did a back and forth thing about rapping. By the way, Beyonce is rapping a lot better than a lot of your favorite rappers. Speaking of Andrew saying that Hov played second fiddle to Beyonce, a line on the record was um Hov fucked. I think her, the exact line was uh Hov fucked up so he had to get me a, a new diamond. She said she didn't want her diamond so he bought a new diamond. And they had, and she said that they they had another wedding. She made him do another yeah. have another wedding. Nigga, you see why you playing second fiddle? <laughs> like, what you mean? That's the wifey. But yo, she, she making him grow his hair out and everything. There was, I don't think she's making him grow his hair out. Hope has always low key wanted to grow his hair out, so I think he's at the age now he's where he's just like, that fuck that like, shit, yeah, nigga. I'm going, I'm going all in, bro. There was a lot of shots on this album, coming from both people, from from Beyonce and from Hope. Um, Hope threw some shots at. Hope definitely threw some shots at Kanye. But there's a, a line on, I believe it's bosses, where everybody's conflicted on who he's going at. So I'm gonna read the line out loud. I'm gonna read the line and then I'm gonna tell Andrew to give me a guess on who uh, he thinks this line is about. All right, so the line goes: everybody, everybody bosses till it's time to pay the office. To the to the invoices separate the man from the boys over here. We measure success by how many people, how many people successful next to you. Here we say you, everybody gets broke except for you, and then he just says boss at the end. Who did that line? Was that Kanye or Drake? So I th- that's definitely a Kanye. But that invoice line, the invoice line, maybe it could be both. So everybody bosses to them invoice separate the the men from the boys over here, aka the invoice line for the pusher tra- the invoice thing from the pusher shit. He definitely took a lot of shots at Kanye though, for sure. That whole friends uh, uh, song was all about Kanye. Yeah. I mean, this shit came out of nowhere, too. See, everybody's on the conspiracy theory shit. I'm tired of this conspiracy that it, theory that shit, bro. It's because, but it just will have the you dropping when Nas drops, so everybody's going to think some percentage is like, oh, all right, Nas drops, so Hope is like, all right. We bro, gonna... aren't they friends now? Yeah. So I don't get it. That conspiracy There's still competition in everything, though. Yeah, but if... They're, they're fighting for, like, number one, number two in New York as, like, now, 
But like uh, number one, number two for me is the whole. But I think if that were the case, you wouldn't tag team with your wife. I mean, just, she, she giving niggas, she's giving niggas the bars too, though. Like, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna transition to this Nas album. That whole, the whole album, I, I would give it a six out of ten. The whole day, yeah. B. The Nas album. All right, the, the Nas album. First listen, I was, oh, this album's pretty dope. Then I listened to it maybe like two or three more times, and I felt that like that the album lacked production. That's what the album lacked the most, like. Two records on there had really good beats. I like the Adam and Eve beat and the Bonjo and the Bonjo yeah, beat. Yeah, Bonjo is super hard. But I feel it's like the rest hard. of the album lacked so hard. I feel like when on the Cop Shot the Kid, they did too much. That with, song is horrible. They did too much with the Slick Rig sample. Like I feel like oh, in the beginning when they they when they had it, they should have just done it for like it's, the first ten seconds. It's literally the whole song. It's the whole song. The whole song is the Cop Shot the Beat sample is the beat. But on every I, on every song, I feel like Nas. Nas' bars was on point on every song for me. Another conspiracy theory was that Nas did that to get off um, Def Jam. Like, he only needed one album to get off Def Jam. But still, like, that should not be an excuse why your album is bad because you want to get off Def Jam. Yeah. Like, Frank Ocean did that shit with... Uh, and he dropped Endless. Which Endless. And I, li- I, I like that better than Blonde. I have to disagree, but Endless is really good. I like that better than Blonde. I'm, I wasn't a big Blonde fan. Everybody loved Blonde. Blonde's good, but I... I that's, that's a conversation for another day. I wouldn't, I wouldn't the shit, go crazy The thing about, about the fucking Nas album is that it starts off so bad. The first two songs for me, which are um, Not For Radio and The Cop Shot The Kid track. Not For Radio is only bad because they got the puff fucking ad-libs on there. That song, would so not be, that song would bad. not be bad if they did not put the Nas fucking uh, thing. Because it sounds off very cinematic. Very cinematic. And you just... And that fucking... You don't have the time to do that on fucking, a seven-track song. And fucking album. Diddy just screams all over the track for like eight minutes, my nigga. I'm like, yo, come on. <laughs> oh, but the seven-minute track with The Dream and Kanye. That, uh, everything? Track. Everything. That's every, a good track. Everything like is a good track. That's an, uh, another part of the song, album that I like the beat. Yeah. I like the production on that The thing about Cop Shot the Kid is that the idea is great. It's a great, like, public revolution political song, but the bars are horrid. Like... I didn't enjoy any of the wordplay and that shit. Like I don't, I don't remember exactly. I don't think I, I, I think that any of the, uh, the bars on any of this album was bad. But I just didn't like the, I didn't like the production on any, on any of this shit. From, from uh, Bonjour and Down, I like every song. A Bonjour and then everything and the Adam and Eve and simple things. I like every one of the yeah. songs. Bonjour and Adam and Eve. In my White Label was good. Not for those first two yeah, songs. I just don't like. So out of seven, I like four or five. That's 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 really good. I guess so. That's the majority of the album, but I I feel like production wise, Kanye would have Kanye could have done a lot. But I, out of all these records, I don't think that Kanye's been doing good production wise. I think niggas is just saying it because it's yay. But like I think I I I finally heard the Kissy Ghost shit, but that was that was not by choice. That was while I was in the car, <laughs> and I like two or three records off of there. Look, the Kanye production on these things oops, hasn't been amazing. Besides, been besides pushes, pushes was pushes, awesome. pushes was the best production that we had all of them. Yeah, but the other ones you could just say like mm, two or three of them were good. So push, two or three good productions. Pushes and Kids See Ghosts have the best production out of the four that have come out. Ye's has probably one of the worst. I already said this probably on episode one or two. Tiana Taylor's album is going to be the best album on this fucking little run they're having. She's going to have the best album on here. But continuing on music, uh, J-Rock just dropped the album, which I feel out of all the albums have, that have dropped in like 
the past month besides Push's album, is he's he has the best album out. It's, I think this is the most commercial project. It was it was the it was the most co- uh concise album out of all these other albums. Like TDE is showing you like yo, they're a fucking brand that you can trust. Like TDE drops albums and they're all good. I don't think there's been a TDE album that I'm like yo, that album is fucking horrible. Lance Skywalker. I haven't listened to Lance Skywalker album, to be honest. Lance Skywalker is not good live. I don't like him live, but I've heard a couple of his songs and he's not bad. I but really like J-Rock's album. J-Rock's album is really good. Like, that album is really good. Uh, favorite tracks on there was uh, Rotation 1112. Uh, well, 112. Was it Redemption with SZA? I like the album a lot. Um, I mean, that's that track a lot. Uh, For What It's Worth was a good song. And Bloodthirst was a really good song. Out of all this... I, this out of all these, I probably like maybe how much tracks is on here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. The one thing that I like, while well, a time when everybody was dropping seven tracks and all these people are dropping small albums, he dropped a big album. Well, he's this not is like a, fucking. He dropped niggas. a regular sized album. Let's be real. It's not regular it's size. Thirteen tracks. That's regular. Is it thirteen tracks? Yeah. It looks like a lot more when you scroll through <laughs> that shit for real. Yeah. It looks like it was like sixteen. Uh, my favorite shit on there is Es Tales. That shit is super. I just got the Mario. Um, Mario sample the when you hit a coin. <laughs> that shit is nah, super hard. Yeah, he probably spent so much money on that fucking uh that sample. True, bro. Uh, Legend says that uh, Kendrick paid for it. All right, uh, is that true? Or are you just like saying no? Bullshit? That was actually a real rumor. Oh, shout out. So it's a real rumor. That's very redundant. All right, so <laughs> J Rock, J Rock is my favorite out of the CD group. I like J Rock the most out of everybody. His flow and cadence is just like, you're always going to know what you get. He's kind of like Lloyd Banks. Like, you're always going to know what you get. You're going to get California gangbang. Not, it's not like gangbang, like YG gangbang. It's like your OG from your hood is the person who's rapping on the album. And I, uh, one thing that got lost in all this shit, I forgot J-Rock was like almost dead on his motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even remember that, but I'm saying, oh, yeah. Like, I, re- I remember that because I listened to uh, his interview on Breakfast Club, and he was saying, it's, and it's a lot on the album, he was saying, like, uh, he was going through, like, a lot of, like, just, like, staying on the on the problem. Like, it just kept popping up in his head, and he was, like, stuck in his head, in a sense. Things that could have happened while he was on, because I feel like last time when he dropped 9001, Nine double five nine. I'm like, oh, J-Rock dropped a really good album. Really and good. how long was that ago? Like two, three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like where, the, where the fuck has J-Rock been like this whole time? And I'm like, oh shit. When I when he said that, I was reminded, and on the album, I was reminded, oh shit, this nigga was really like going through some shit. I think he said he broke his pelvis. That's just reflected on here too. You could you could hear it. Yeah, like like you can hear this album is like it has like a dark tone to it to the album. But if you were, like, just listening to it in the background, it's probably get you hyped, though. Yeah, because the beats, yeah. Because the production... The production is always good. Like, I, I like the way the TV does it where everybody... It's like, all right, all right, we're stopping everything we're doing this month and we're focusing on this person. Yeah. So, we, so we can put the best product out at the, at the time. Which is how I think a lot of brands should focus on things like that. A lot of... Especially a lot of... Uh, a lot of fashion brands. I think they can they can, like... They can benefit from that way. Everybody's just like, we're focusing on this one thing today. And just, like, get the best ideas out of everyone. Moving along, fucking Agni Studios dropped their spring, uh, spring summer 2019. I feel like Agni Studios is always consistent, but they have a lot of weird, a lot of weird looks this time, where it's like, 
The first thing that pops up on the on one of the looks is um somebody wearing uh it's like a, a tank top it's with like a fur tank top. No. Yeah. So let's say like you went home and you cut your jeans. And that little phrase at the bottom, imagine that on the outline. Yeah, of on the outline of, of a tank top. Like, really bad. But, but they, they had some good pieces on here with, like, they do, uh, they do pastel colors, I think, on this one. They do, uh, like, a lot of pastel colors. But that, that is what I feel like what Agni Studio always does with their, um, with their face tees. Yeah, and they're killing the see-through shit. Like, that's heavy in fashion. Uh, the Prada Summer Spring Collection Fire. That shit was dope. One thing that one thing that was funny when I first saw the backstage pictures was this um, button-up t-shirt that they have looks like... It looks like Pirates of the Caribbean. It looks like the blouse that they made um, Jerry wear on Seinfeld, which is a famous episode. It's probably everybody's favorite episode is the blouse episode on it, where it's a really poofy... When you button it up, the it's very fluffy. Yeah, the imagine a pirate shirt. It looks just like a fucking pirate shirt. I mean, I don't know what the fuck pirates wear. But no, there this um <laughs> this turtleneck is really dope. It's a turtleneck and then on the corner it has a pa- uh little like patch. A, a little patch of a Prada patch, like but it's not in the perfect Prada uh it's not in the perfect Prada like uh writing or like they always have. No, I think with this collection Prada really experimented with their name. Yeah. Their logo. Well, the logo that they had right there looks like they got they got like inspiration from a cereal box. Yeah, it looks like it kind of looks like streetwearish to me, to be honest. That's what it is, truthfully. It looks like it looks really cartoonish. They really amplified it. There's different variations of the logo in this collection. I like it a lot, though. I like this the the half zip um, jackets that they have, the turtlenecks. They also have these. Uh, I don't know what the hats are called. Where the hats that cover your your ears? Just imagine like a Russian hat. That's what it is. It's just the, it's just the hat that everybody up north wears when they try to cover their ears. The glasses are really dope too. It's like a mix of an Oakley and a, and a designer glasses. They have the they have. I feel like they did a good mixture of um, bringing in streetwear and bringing in uh, like uh, their normal stuff. The hat is called a Yushanka. A Yushanka, but they they have like um down coats that are really dope. They have uh, bags. I feel like. Theirs the, theirs is the closest thing to like the Louis Vuitton collab to me. I mean not the Louis Vuitton collab, but the Louis Vuitton Virgil um collection. I feel like they have a lot of similarities as far as uh them doing new type of shoulder bags and keeping it. The bags are really cool. Yeah. in this product collection. They're just they're just really interesting the way they reinvented themselves just for this. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like Virgil and I I don't know who the exact the head designer is of um of product had like dinners together and like oh this is what we're gonna yeah. do because it's the same thing as the sense of like they have a lot of color schemes a lot of different colors but that is spring and summer too so they it's normally the same colors like yellow red blue a lot of blues and stuff like that don't get me wrong this product shit it's not good but i like it it's good all right i don't know andrew andrew's just like super high today but do you think the way that there's a new york barbecue boys that all these big fashion hands get together. Yeah, fucking 1,000%. They grow eggplants, but like on the stone. I don't know if they grow eggplants, but I definitely know they run in circles. When you're when you're at a certain level, you always run in circles like that. Um. Oh, another thing that happened big in the streetwear. I'm not streetwear, but in the the shoe world was Jay-Z was appointed a president of Puma. Puma basketball, very important. Puma basketball. Um. You think that that could push them into the conversation with Nike and Adidas? No, that's fucking stupid. It's a dumb appointment. It's the wrong person to appoint. It's the wrong time to announce the appointment. It's the wrong person. It's the wrong shoe. It's the wrong department. It's 
the wrong company. Why right, you want to expound on why you think it's the wrong person? It's Jay Z. What? Jay Z doesn't play basketball. All right. So why would he had? Pharrell doesn't play basketball either, but he has a basketball sneaker with Adidas. Ah, he has a basketball sneaker. Okay. He's not the head of the whole basketball department. This this ties in in this way. Jay-Z owns Rock Nation Sports Agency. Well, he owns Rock Nation, and Rock Nation has a sports agency. So I think the way that Puma was trying to get all these people to sign with Puma, all these uh, NBA athletes to sign with Puma, was bringing in Jay-Z, because Jay-Z, of course, is an icon in the, in the culture. So, they already signed two big names. I don't think Hove itself is going to be designing sneakers, but Hove does it's, have... Um, but wouldn't you want someone that would? But think but think about everybody. I don't think presidents of basketball design sneakers. I think they just, just do everything the behind the scenes. You want someone who can be involved at all levels. But I saw this coming a while ago. For example, uh, Big Sean made the move. Rihanna made the move. Shout out. Um, I believe there's two other people that, that are on. Meek Mill made the move. One, Me, one of the Meek Mill, Meek Mill, Rock Nation. I'm I'm tying this all back to Hope. So and um, Emery, which Emery is a, is a real close friend of Jay Z. He's been doing a lot of collabs, a clothing line, and Emery's the head of it. And they've been doing a lot of Puma collabs in the in the recent years. And a lot of people who run through the Rock Nation circles are all wearing Pumas. So I I saw this coming a while ago. Cause I know how Hove moves. I would I wouldn't be surprised if Hove it's like buys a piece of Puma. It's like when you see that one dad in the neighborhood who gets a new pair of shoes and he gets all his kids the same pair of shoes. But Hove has Hove has the thing is Hove has impact with fashion, but low key. Hove really made everybody grow up and stop wearing jerseys at a time when everybody was wearing throwback big jerseys. He was saying he was telling people, "Yo, button up! It's time to button up." Let it be known that before that he was wearing his jerseys though. Yeah, get his jersey off. And then he switched. While everybody was doing something, he switched. Yeah. I don't think he has the impact on the coach on the fashion culture as far as like Pharrell does. Like, I don't think I don't he has know. that. I think the people, but he does have impact. The people who are gonna wear Puma already wear Puma. Noah NYC. Had has I don't know if it's still gonna be up by the time this this comes out nah, tomorrow. It won't be. But they have um a T shirt coming out that you can pre order, and all the proceeds are going to the kids that are being held captive in these tents, um after they're being split from their parents. Right, and um, even though like the policies have changed, it's still not right, and the the funds for the shirt are going for the legal teams that are gonna help bond these so, kids out. So yeah. Big shout out to Noah with that one. Yeah. Um, all right, that's been episode four. It's Tokyo E. AB Dash, you already know. We out.